Would you stand up with us and take your Bibles and turn to the book of Joshua tonight? You know, while you're turning, it's Craig Robinson here. Craig, where, where are you at? Where's Craig Robinson? He's in the corner. There he is. Would you, would you come down here, Craig? Book of Joshua. I'm not sure yet. It's the beginning chapters, like two or three. So uh, we have a security team here, and, and Craig is our leader over that. And uh, you were with the Wasilla Police Department for how many years? I was with them for 20. And then I had prior experience before I went there. And we have a team of people that have been going through training. All They were all day, sat, all day Saturday. They didn't do it for they didn't do it for anything other than for the Lord and to bring a greater level of of security here to our church and to our new church building as well. And I just wanted to take time to say thank you to you and to all the guys. They they some people took off work and on Monday there's all kinds of training taking place for them too. It's it's closed at this point, but if you have a desire and you've got maybe some military experience. Uh, some law enforcement experience, you have a desire to be a part of that group. You just see Craig or one of the guys and and uh, there's a whole training process and there's some pretty stiff requirements to be a part of it, but we're so grateful for the protection that you provide for us. We will never have a problem here. Somebody say amen. And we're also not stupid. Praise the Lord. Just so grateful for these guys. Let's pray. God, we thank you for, for Craig and our security team. Lord, to provide security over the parking lot and over the sanctuary and every part of the building. Lord, we thank you for our, our systems that you've put in place, that they're growing. Call, cause the team to grow. Lord, I pray it would be a tremendous blessing to so many, and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Would you put your hands together for these guys? Awesome. All right. Thank you, worship team. Take your Bibles. Turn to uh, Joshua. Chapter one, and um, let's go to verse ten. Let's start at verse ten. You all there? Joshua chapter one and verse ten. And I only have a section of where I'm going, but I know we're going somewhere great. Are you ready? So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp, tell all, does anybody remember that, that song? Run through the camp, tell everybody, get ready, all right. Get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan. Here, go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Excuse me. Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you rest, pardon me, east of the Jordan. But all of your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over with your brothers. That's good. Let's stop for now. Father, thank you. Move in power. Amen. You may be seated. If you read the book of Numbers, chapter 31 and 32, 
you'll see a text where Gad, the Reubenites, the Reuben, the tribe of Reuben, Reubenites, and the half tribe of Manasseh decided that they wanted to stay on the eastern side of the Jordan. So the eastern side of the Jordan, let's just back up a little bit for those of you that might not be uh, fully aware of where we're at here in this book of Joshua. Moses has passed away. Moses, the great servant of the Lord, is dead. He's passed the mantle, passed the baton to Joshua, who is uh, nervous, I think. And we see that because those beginning verses of Joshua 1, the Lord says, be strong and courageous. And he says it three times. And then in the third time, he says, very strong and courageous. So you get the idea that he's a little nervous. He's got to lead God's people across the Jordan, which, by the way, is at flood stage. We'll talk about that in coming messages. And so after that, he then talks to this, these three to two and a half tribes that have made a deal with Moses in Numbers chapter 31 and 32. And you see, they saw the eastern side of the Jordan. Now, the promised land, you got to cross over to go to the promised land. But they wanted to stay on this side of the Jordan. They didn't want to cross over because when they looked at it, they saw that it was well watered and suitable for livestock. And it was just really, really nice piece of land. So they said, hey, we want to stay here. And Moses said, you morons, which is a special kind of stupid, actually. It says, you brood of vipers, I think is the terminology. Because, because there had been another group of people that wouldn't believe the Lord to cross over. And that was the ten tribes, uh, the ten spies out of the twelve. Ten said, no, we can't do it. And Moses really thought, wow, these, can you believe, are you serious? Are you talking to me right now? Because he thought they were rebelling against the command of the Lord, too, after 40 years had passed and so on and so forth. So they made a deal with Moses, and now Joshua is leading them over, and he reminds them, yeah, you get your rest. You get this place. This eastern side is wonderful, but your fighting men made a deal with Moses to go in, so we're going in, and he reminds them. You know what most people don't realize? If you go look at that piece of land that they chose on this side of the Jordan, it's a desert. It, it, was, it was green and well watered then, but it, is, it, it, became, it became desert. Listen, you, you want to obey. They should have gone in. Somebody said they sh just should have gone in. Yeah, but they looked with their natural eyes. And uh, you never want to look with the natural eye. We don't walk by sight. We, we walk by faith. And many times, you know, we can be moved by what we see. And uh, that can mess you up. We're going to cross rivers. There's places of decision and obstacles and trials. There's rivers to be crossed. And we're going to take cities. We're going to plant churches all over the world, right here from Alaska. And we've already done that, KC Worldwide. We, we've done that. Uh, started when I first got here to this church 20-something years ago. There was only three churches. Now there's 160-something. That is what we do. We cross rivers and take cities, and we're constantly doing it. It's, it's what God called us to do. It's what he's called you to do. You're going to have to cross some rivers. You're going to have to take, take some territory if you're going to expand and walk into all that God has for you. If you're not willing to, to take the risk and, and sacrifice and move forward, then you'll never cross the river. Be strong and very courageous, all right? So I want to look now at, at uh, chapter 2. And verse, verse 1. Are you ready? Now Joshua the son of Nun secretly sent two spies from Shittim to go look over the land. And he said, especially Jericho. So they went 
and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab. And they stayed there, which is kind of unusual. I mean, if you were to tell me you're on a Christian mission and you're staying in a prostitute's house, I'd say you need some further training. <laughs> Nevertheless, that's where they go. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent his message to Rahab. So, so they saw them go into Rahab's house. They saw them go into the prostitute's house. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they've come to spy out the land. Verse 4. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. Liar. Verse 5. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. He's also lying. Do not know which way they went. But go after them quickly. <laughs> you might catch up with them. But she had, she had taken them. I, I hate to do it, but I need glasses, Jack. Oh, no, I'll grab these ones. It's not like a six-point font or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what you laughing at? All right. Wow, much better. What verse are we on? I'm so sorry. But she had taken them up on the roof and hid them under the stalks of flax. I can see now. Okay. She lay down on the roof. Verse 7. So the men set out on pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fjords of the Jordan. As soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. Wow. Listen now, verse 10. Because we heard how the Lord had dried up the water of the Red Sea. For when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, that's Numbers 31 and 32, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan. I was just telling you about that. Whom you completely destroyed. And when we heard of it, our hearts melted. And everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord, you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my family, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Verse 14, our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we're doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully. And when the Lord gives us this land, 
So she let them down by a rope through the window for the house she lived was a part of the city wall. Now when she had let them go to the hills of the pursuers, will not find you. Hide yourselves for three days until they return and you go your way. And the men said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet cord. What kind of cord? Scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and your mother and your brothers and all your family into your house, if anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head. If a hand is laid on him. But if you tell what we're doing, we will be released from this oath. You made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. And she sent them away. They departed. And she tied. And she tied. And she tied. A, she didn't wait. You know she didn't wait. She's like, snap, where's the cord? She tied the scarlet cord. And went to verse 22. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the roads and returned without finding them. The two men started back. They went down to the hills at Fjord the river, and they came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told them everything that had happened. They said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Wow. God, come and speak to us tonight. Come on, lay hands on your own heart. The brief time that we have, the moments that remain in the service tonight, Lord, speak to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. One of the reasons I really enjoy being around people of faith and people that have been through lots of battles, I mean, I choose to be around them. I love being around Dr. Morocco. I love being around Brother Wally. I love being around people that have served the Lord over a period of time and gone through lots of battles and lots of challenges and still have joy, still have hope, still have faith, and they're ready to take the next mountain too. It's encouraging to be people that to be with people that encourage my own faith. And this is this is amazing because there's this woman here who's a prostitute. And Joshua sends two of his men to go spy out the land. They're on a reconnaissance mission. And they come into a prostitute's house, but the prostitute has faith. And it is rather astounding. Verse 10, it says, We've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. So just hold on a second. How did she come to faith? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So she heard. What did she hear? Come on, look, look, look at the text. What did she hear? How the Lord what? How the Lord dried up the water of the... How long ago was that? That's 40 years. I would venture to say that she was probably a small girl. Or maybe she wasn't alive at all. So you got to ask yourself, how did this... This, this lady, this woman, come to faith. They all heard about it. So actually, when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon, that's 40 plus years ago. So here's a prostitute who's saying, 
We all melted in fear. We all melted in fear. When did they melt in fear? 40 years prior. 40 years prior, they were ready to, to, to run to the hills, but, but, but Israel didn't have faith. God had already prepared a way for them. You know, God's got a way for you and you're all terrified it's not gonna happen. He's already gone before you, I'm just telling you. He already went before you. She comes to faith because I believe that somebody in her family, I think her mama said something. I think her daddy said something. I think that they were talking about it. Oh, those Israelites are coming. They're coming. Well, they haven't come in 10 years, but you see, they're, they're out there. They're preparing. We've heard about the promise of Abraham. We've heard about how God's promised them this land. One day they're going to come, and when they come, you ought to just submit right away because God's with them. And if God did it for, brought them out of Egypt, he's going to crush us like a bunch of bugs. So they were waiting. They'd all heard how God showed up. She had come to faith. I don't know what it was in her life that caused her to be a prostitute, but she's ready to throw that, that, that profession aside. She believed the Lord and trusted in his power. You'll see in verse 11, when we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. She's referring to a whole generation before. But they still see God as God on them even now in this generation. And, and then she takes action in verse 12. She, doesn't, she just doesn't have faith. She actually does something about it. She takes a risk. And she hides them up on the roof. The roofs were flat. And they had flax, stalks of flax up there drying. And, uh, and, and hid them underneath those flax. She took action. It says, now then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I've shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign. Wow. She fooled the guards. She fooled the, you know, the, the, if they ever come to try to, you know, take us because we're Christians, or if there's ever a movement again to try to, to take Jews, I'll lie straight away. I'm just saying. There's a time to protect. Yeah, you know, the deceiver comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, there were those... Uh, and if you, if you do Russian, study Russian history, you study um, uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn is, is a writer and talked about how when they would come to take families in Russia, if they, had just, if they just all stood up, then they wouldn't have been able to take the families and bring them off to Siberia and kill so many. But they were afraid. Listen, always do the right thing. Always protect God's people. Always protect Israel. Always protect them. And that's what this lady did. And she's, she's, she was rescued. She really was. The effects of her faith are simple. When they come in, her whole family's saved. And her, her family was going to be saved if they were in the house. Now this whole picture, I had you repeat it, the scarlet thread. When I was very new believer, I heard a message from a wild-eyed, old-school Pentecostal preacher. He preached for about three hours at a men's meeting on the north shore of Oahu. In fact, in fact, it was at that meeting that I learned to never play volleyball with Samoans. I was a pretty good athlete, and I was ready to play, and 
I thought all these guys, I'd never met really Samoans before, and they were all in skirts. <laughs> yes, I know, but lava llamas. And I think the, 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 the most petite of them was about 6'4". The largest of them was at least 6'7". And we're talking 250, 260, 280, 300 huge dudes. And they just stood there like, let's play volleyball. Okay, awesome. Let's go. You know, and uh, I, I exited the game when the six foot seven plus guy on the back of the line, the ball came to him and he just went, and it came so fast over the net that all I had time to do is go like this. And it hit me in the chest. It left a mark and knocked me on my feet. And I thought, I'm out. Thought it was dodgeball, but it was really volleyball. And I thought, okay, I'm never doing that again. Who are these people? They're giants and they're really good athletes. I thought, God, wow. What a beautiful culture, Samoans. And so I heard this message that he preached called the Scarlet Thread. And he took this text. Well, he really started from Genesis and he tied it into this text, and he wove the thread of the blood of redemption throughout the Old Testament and all the way through the New. And by the time he was done, I was so blown away at the power of God's word and how he had showed redemption all the way through the Old Testament, all the way into the New, and then you too can receive the blood of Jesus and be redeemed. You see, this scarlet thread, scarlet's a picture of blood, and the, and the thread, and she did it right away. It was a sign of the covenant. She did it right away. It, it was the sign that the covenant they made with each other hang this thread out the window, and they did it. And you, you'll find that when they come to take the land, they spared her, her whole family, if they're in the house. It's a picture that the blood of Jesus over your, over your home will protect your home. It's a picture of the Passover. Listen, they didn't just say this because it's like, Oh, this seems like a good idea. Let's just, yes, the thread, scarlet, yes. No, it's a picture of the Passover. It's a picture of death passing over those who are under the covenant protection of the blood. That's what it's a picture of. Wow. And she, she got a new life. In fact, you know, God took her home, which was a house of prostitution, and made it a house of salvation. And God can take your home, no matter what situations you've been through, no matter what challenges you faced, and he can take your home and, and, and make it a house of salvation. He can redeem whatever you've been through. He can touch you, help you, heal you. He can. The blood of Jesus is enough. The word of God is powerful, effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. He can change things. And do you know that Rahab, the prostitute, is in the lineage of Jesus Christ, the Messiah? And so that is amazing to me. I mean, there, I, I really don't think there's a much darker profession. You know, I mean, there's, there's perverse things in the world, but I mean, God would take someone whose life was given over to sin, redeem them, and put them in the lineage of, of, the, of the Messiah? That's amazing. God can do it for you. God has done it for me, and he will continue to do it. 
We're going to cross over rivers. We're going to take cities. God's going to help us to redeem lots and lots of people. We're like the army of the Lord in this hour. And there are many, many people that are looking. Can I have worship team, please? Just straight up on the keys. Come on. Thank you. We're going to have many, many people are watching and paying attention to the way that you live. What's your modeling? The way that you model living for God. You know, kids don't do what you say necessarily. No, they do what you do. It's so important for us to be a people that model what it is to be, to be city. Don't, don't you get nervous. Don't get scared. God, we've already, this building's already done and we've already moved on to another one in the spirit. Who knows, maybe God will give us that old other piece of property so we can have a convention center. You know what we need? We need a school. We need a school. We need a good, we need a good elementary school. High school that's filled with the Holy Spirit that teaches the Word unadulterated. So are, you, are, you, are we going to start a school? Uh, we need one. I'm just saying we need one. God's going to help us to do everything that He's called us to do. I don't know where you're at tonight, but I want you to know this. If God be for you, who can be against you? Be strong and courageous. Take the land. And your action, the actions of this precious woman inspired people. And God honored her and put her in the lineage of, this, of the Messiah. God can take us and change us. Faith, faith is a lifestyle of being used by God. Day in, day out. It's not Sunday. It's not just Sunday. As a church, we got to respond to faith and respond to the vision because there's thousands and thousands of people that have never even heard the good news of Jesus so through our egg hunts through our permeating actions that we take through our media through Facebook and Instagram and whatever other tactic God gives us we will move in to take the land and thousands and thousands of Rahabs out there they're going to come to the knowledge of Jesus. That's why we exist. Your faith can inspire somebody else. Thank you, Pearson family. You inspire me, Wally. You and your wife, you inspire me. Yeah. The DeVries, Mayor Edna, Noel, you guys are inspirational. Mom, you're inspirational to me. Full of faith full of zeal, full of passion, so encouraged. Amen. Who are you? You know, you're, you're affecting somebody by the way that you live. Let's inspire a generation to serve God. Amen. Did you get something? Very simple message. Stand up on your feet all across this place. on, lift your hands to heaven. I didn't preach long. We're going to inspire a generation. There's people waiting for us to just conquer. Build this building. It's going to make it easier for other churches to build buildings. So you want other churches to build buildings? Yeah, we need to build one. We need a building in Eagle River. 
And 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 I'm just gonna tell you, we're gonna put we we will put a church. The first time you hear me say it, I think we will put a church in Juno. We will put one in Juno. We're going to do that. When? I don't know when. I don't know. You just start praying. You start believing. We'll place a church everywhere God tells us to do it. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the Spirit tonight. Unusual call. You're here, and the enemy lies to you because of the past that you've been in, that, you, that, that you're trapped and you can't move forward. I know that's specific, but if you're here, God wants to set you free from that lie right now. Quickly come. Quickly come. Raise your hand. Quickly come. Raise your hand. Holy Spirit. Ushers, fire, fire, whoa, whoa, felt that. That what you think disqualifies you actually qualifies you as you yield to the Lord. Holy Spirit. again I prophesied to you over and over and over and over and over over and over I see you preaching ministry Pastor Karen come lay hands right here qualified by the blood come on say it I am qualified by the blood the scarlet threat I am qualified by the by the blood it's the blood of Jesus that qualifies me say it it's the blood
things we've seen in my family is, you know, we've seen so many miracles. I mean, there's been so, there's so many miracles. And we just really need to like write them down, write, write a book. And our kids have been right there. Say, so what's significant about that? You really need discernment about what to share with your kids because sometimes things are too heavy for them to handle. You know, a five-year-old can't carry a, a 50-pound bag. But as they grow up, they're learning, they're able to handle it. They're able to handle more and more weight. So you need discernment as a parent about what to let your kids help you to carry. You don't want them freaking out over some financial challenge. But at the same time, as they grow up, they can partner with you as you need a financial miracle once they're able and have the spiritual maturity to handle it. We have, we have not shielded our children from things like death. We've not shielded our kids from the weight of ministry and the challenges. We've tried to shield them from, you know, from people that, that tried to hurt them, of course. But when you go through life, listen, the challenge and the, the, your problem that, the, that you're facing right now is designed to bring maximum glory to God and to make you more like Him, to make you strong. So when you share what you're going through and then you pray together as a family and God shows up, it's the hearing. They, 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 you, you get, they get faith by hearing and you begin to see it. Then when they grow up, then they begin to, to execute the same faith that you had and hopefully stand upon your shoulders and do greater things that you ever dreamed of doing. We've got to raise up another generation. Rahab, Rahab, it's 40 years before. I mean, I, I mean, her profession has not given that she would be much older than that. You understand what I'm saying? She's 40 years old. Somebody heard, people around her heard a generation before, and they talked about it. Talk about the things of God in your home. Talk about how God has brought you through or the miracle you need. Lay hands on each other. Activate your faith within your home. Let your, let your kids feel it. Let your kids memorize scripture. I just posted something on Facebook and um, it was amazing. You know what? I'm going to do it. I didn't preach long. I need your help, Mr. Media. Go to my Facebook. See if you can get it on there. All right, go to my Facebook. should be right on my front page. And it's a little kid sharing the alphabets. But, but it, it's, it's, it's Prince somebody's son or grandson or something. See if you can find it. Here, just pray in tongues or something. We'll get there. It's important. I want you to see this. Come on, just pray in the Spirit. So wait, though, can you scroll up a little bit so I can read it? Okay, go, go up a little bit further. You keep playing. Oh, uh, no, down. Uh, okay, so, ah, 
Prince George, Prince William's son, is the grandson of Prince Diana, and how they teach the ABCs. Now, if you're not convicted when you watch this, I think maybe, because I'm going to tell you something, I didn't teach my kids quite like this. We wonder why royalty acts like royalty. I mean, I'm not endorsing the whole royal family or anything. I mean, God knows. But this to me is impressive. So I want you to play it and then make it big and turn it up. I want you to hear this. This, this blew me away. I thought, my gosh, we can go to another level of training our children. Go ahead. Hey. Ask and will bring in to seek and you will find. Be. Be kind when twin nettles. See. Cast your chaos on the Lord, and He will sustain you. D. Do not be anxious about anything. E. Every good and perfect gift is from above. F. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. G. God is our refuge and strength, and everything hope and trouble. H. He alone is my walk and my salvation. I. I praise because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. J. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, ever, ever. K. Know that the Lord is God, He is He who made us. L. Love the Lord your God <laughs> with all your heart and all your soul. M. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. In. My faith is being assured of what we hope for and certain we do not see. Oh. Oh God, you're all my God. Only see, I seek you. P. Praise the Lord, all my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Q. A quiet spirit is of great wolf in God's sight. R. Rejoice and Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. S. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. T. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And you not on your own understanding. You. Under his wings, you'll find refuge. His swiftness will be your shield. Be. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. W. We are modern conquerors through him who loved us. X. May I never boast. Except in the cross <laughs> of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? You are the light of the world. Z. Zion heals and rejoices. Excellent. Listen, I showed it to you because somebody told Rahab, you need to tell your neighbors. We need to tell our children. We need to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Otherwise, how will they know unless a preacher tells them? We're all preachers. How are they going to know about an Easter egg unless we tell them? How are they going to know about a resurrection Sunday unless we invite them? I challenge you to invite people and declare the goodness of God this week. Let's see that, that, that sports center packed out. Let's see Wednesday packed out. And, and let's teach our children. 
to fear the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. Let's do it. I'm gonna go to another level of discipling my kids. How about you? Great, all five of you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, how many of you got grandkids? Lord, we commit to go to the next level of declaring and proclaiming your word to this next generation. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the, the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for the testimony of Rahab tonight that no matter what kind of a home we came from, God, you can take us and use us in the family of God to be a refuge and to be a house of salvation in the midst of a crooked and a depraved generation holding out the word of truth. And God, I thank you for it and praise you in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're not right with God. Get right with him before you leave this place. Get right with him. Nobody moving around. Nobody talking. If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or you want to make a recommitment, then raise your hand right now. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand, sir. I see that hand. Thank you. Come on, pray this prayer. See that hand. I see that hand too. Praise God. All right, if you're serious, you've been in business with God, come right here. Meet me right here. Come on, quickly come. Kids, you raised your hand or you didn't, but you're serious. You want to get right with God? Come meet me right here. Right, Come as close to my hand as you can. Awesome. Awesome. Come on. I think we ought to put our hands together for these guys. Come on, come. If you need to come and you know it, won't you just step out of your seat and come right now? Come on, we're just family around here. All right, sweetheart. Let's all bow our heads and pray this right out loud. Do I have to say it out loud? Yes. In your heart you believe, but with your confession of your mouth is unto salvation. Come on. Come on, just pray right out loud with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me and make me new. I'm coming to you the best way I know how. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now. Freedom. A breaking off of every assignment of the enemy. An intense hunger for God's word, for the things of God. Holy Spirit, come. Bless these. Fill them full of your Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill. Amen. Come on, lift your hands as a sign of surrender to God. 
Come on, let the Holy Spirit just touch you and feel you. Some of you need to forgive people that really hurt you, pierced you through. You need to let it go. Jesus died for that thing that, that happened. Come on, let, let it go. Holy Spirit, come. In the name of Jesus, be filled. Break every curse, every bondage. Heal every wound. And release to these, to all of us, a deep longing for your word and for fellowship with other believers. God, we thank you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus. rise up. Come on, every voice. Let faith rise up. Oh, believe. Let faith rise up in me. Let faith rise up. Oh, raise up an army among us, O oh God. Rise up in Every age, every ethnic group. generation, Lord, on these young ones, on nine-year-olds, on eight-year-olds, on 14 and 15-year-olds, on 12-year-olds. Rise up, oh upon mothers and fathers. Rise up, we commit to transfer faith to this generation. inspire me many people would have crumbled but you're like oh no you're inspiring your wife you're inspiring your children you're inspiring a church we're behind you healed and whole in Jesus name you're not alone down there we'll be with you and by the way uh, Samuel if you need me I'll come just call let me know we'll stay close it'll be all right you be sure to let us know when you're taking off, right? Okay. Let's inspire a generation. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us. Give us peace. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Uh, Minister Carol and the team will be up front praying. 
prophesying over people. If you'd like that kind of ministry, you just come. And uh, we'll hope to see you Wednesday. Ladies, uh, be sure to sign up. There's still some openings for the beautiful women's conference. Friday will be the last day that you're able to get a room to be a part of that. We hope that you would. There's almost 100 people that are part of that now. It's going to be a tremendous women's conference. Please be in prayer and fasting. The Lord leads you that way. He's led me that way to pray and fast for our outreach, the egg hunt. we still got some eggs and need some candy. Be a part of that. And of course, Resurrection Sunday next Sunday at the Menard Sports Center, 10 o'clock. But we'll be back here a week from tonight for our 6 p.m. Easter resurrection service. God bless you. We love you. God's on the throne. Devil's been defeated. Praise the Lord.